Hey out there, everybody, and welcome to Caffeination 547, Purple Cheese and the Trash Pandas. Yes, you heard it correctly. We have a very strange and uh, interesting episode lined up for you today. Hopefully you are enjoying whatever night you happen to be consuming this on, night, evening, day, whatever else it happens to be. This is the Caffeination Podcast, so if you are looking for it, you can find it lovingly nestled over at www.caffination.com. That is caffeination.com, in case you're looking for any of its uh, little friends. They're all over there just as well. Uh, if you're looking at for us on any of the social media platforms, The Caffeination or Caffeination is your best bet. All the other links are uh, listed lovingly nestled over at caffeination.com. If you're looking to leave a direct-to-voicemail uh, audio comment, feedback, suggestion, or anything else like that, you can do it so at 215-240-1319. Man, that kind of just cut off right there, didn't it? Oh, well, don't talk about anything behind the curtain, right? <laughs> All right, hopefully everybody out there is having a fantastic day. This has been a wonderful week here at the Caffeination Podcast. We have a lot of good stuff to talk to you about. Um, yeah, so the the whole <laughs> interesting thing about running a podcast and trying to make sure that everything get, you know gets out on time is every once in a while you have one of those days where you're under the weather and then just something kicks you in the pants and everything goes away. So the entire day, I was lining up sitting there like I had like excuse after excuse about why this episode wasn't going to come out on time or why things weren't going to happen. We had back to school night for my son tonight. We had I had a migraine coming on. I, I was having a really, really rough day mentally. And then I just had, had some coffee and everything started to flow my way around like 8 or 9 o'clock tonight and it, it, it miraculously cleared up. So I'm very happy that the migraine is no longer there. Does not mean it's going to stay gone, but uh, I, I, a guy can hope, can he? A girl can dream. All right, so we have a wonderful lineup of uh, food here today. <laughs> food for your thoughts, food for your mind, and uh, food for your stomach, that is. We have Geekcraft, food and caffeinated bits, and then the final thought as per usual. So I already ran through almost everything else, but this and all the other episodes that are uh, currently in production are sponsored by Puzzle Piece Productions. Design that fits. You can head on over to Puzzle puzzlepiecepro.com to check out more about what that is. This show is hosted by Inner Servers. So if you click on over on the link in the show notes, then you will uh that's an affiliate link, so you can head on over there and check out their wonderful hosting opportunities. Uh, we have been with them for about five or six years now, and I honestly really could not be happier with their, the level of service I've gotten with them. And I usually only uh, talk about products and things like that, unless it's a, or an ad that's been written for me. I usually only talk about uh, products that I actually have experience with, and this is one of those products that not only did I have experience with, but all the experiences with them have been very, very good. And then last but most certainly not least, if you see links directly to products in, the, in this or any of the other shows that we've uh, talked about, then they are most probably Amazon links, and they are therefore affiliate links directly off the uh, w uh, website. They all like to, 
all of those things keep the candles burning down in the caffeination layer. They keep the oil and the you know on the chains greased and everything like that, so the uh, the worker bees can move around and do what they gotta undo. They make sure that the wheel is spinning, but the hamster is not yet dead. All right, so that about wraps it up for the introduction. Hopefully, uh, you're caught up. Yes, it's a lot of drivel about not much. So, geek life. What is happening in the geek life here? <laughs> well. This is really ridiculous, but I am overly excited about two small purchases that we had this week. One, I bought an adapter, the right tool for the job. It's an XLR input on one side and a eighth inch stereo adapter on the other. So it goes directly into my um, into my mixer, the MDR six two four, and uh, it it takes the outro from my laptop and puts it directly into the mixer without the need for like four or five different adapters, which is what had been in there before. Of course, I'm exaggerating a little, but I had an adapter to get from the normal stereo cable down to a quarter inch and then from the quarter inch to an XLR. And then that was like a cable that was three feet long. When you're talking about audio connections, the less no, the less amount of adapters, the less points of failure you have, the better. And the best part about this is when I put the stereo cable into the XLR adapter, it had a really satisfying click so that I knew that this was the right fit, it was the right tool, and not only did the sound come through cleaner and clearer and crisper, but there was no crackling when I moved any of the wires. <laughs> I, I, I could practically dance around in here. And then the other thing is uh, we when we were having Steve on the show and a couple other, uh, uh, when, when I've previously done shows with multiple hosts, I've always had two mics. But the last time Steve was available on a Wednesday night, I couldn't have two mics available so we had to almost beard bump the entire episode and it was a little bit lighter than I would have liked we t- it turns out that the cable that I was using for the second microphone had died sometime in the past six years I don't know when I've used the microphones on and off throughout then I actually uh, did a couple of DJ gigs did a couple uh, speaking engagements and I brought my own equipment but I never had a chance to, or never had a need for two microphones at the same time. So this is the, this was the, that was the, rather the first time that I had ever needed to have them both set up. And we ended up spending like 30 minutes fiddling around with it before we finally figured out that either the second mic was bad, which would have been like a $140 problem, or the cable was bad, which would have been like a $10 problem, or the mixer was bad. That channel on the mixer was bad, which would have been a much larger problem. I do have an extra mixer laying around, but not one that has as many inputs as this. So I, I'm very happy that it just turned out to be the $10 problem and not the $140 problem and not the 200 and some odd dollar problem. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in a good place, I guess you could say. So hopefully you are too, and we're going to dive right on into the Geekcraft section here at the Caffeination Podcast. We're going to get you up, going to get you enjoying today's episode, and then we're going to get you out because you have things to do. And hopefully you can consume this entire episode on whatever commute you happen to have to and fro. All right, the first bit of news that just came out earlier today is actually Henry Cavill is out as Superman amid the Warner Brothers DC Universe shakeup. Well, it's not just Henry Cavill since they actually... um, 
uh, originally uh, shared this. It's also Ben Affleck is out as Batman, so they lost Bat they they lost Batman, they lost Superman, they are the the negotiations for Shazam to have Superman show up as a cameo role broke down, mainly because Henry Henry actually is the lead in a video game inspired. Uh, series for Netflix called The Witcher. Now, if you've never played The Witcher video games, you'll know that there's there's a lead character who, who hunts um, <laughs> monsters and all other kind of manner of things, and he does magic and all other kinds of cool stuff. And that's going to be neat to cover down the road. But what we're more concerned about here is, you know, I don't think that this this feels weird to me because we originally covered Superman on the podcast way back when when Henry first came on I say Henry because I keep I'm not really sure that I'm pronouncing his name entirely correctly but uh and I don't know him like that you know but uh I it's one of those things where we first covered this on the podcast because Steve and I got tickets to the premiere down in King of Prussia. And it was one of those like last minute things. We got a, we had a vendor reach out to us and said, Hey, would you like to cover this for your media outlet? I was like, Oh my God, I actually got invited to a media premiere. This is really cool. So we go, we had pretty good things overall, except the, uh, the little bit at the end, spoiler alert, Superman kills general Zod. Superman doesn't kill people. He beats them into a bloody pulp and throws them into a prison so that they can break out. <laughs> but he doesn't kill him and it's kind of like batman in that that aspect you know so it just felt a little odd but overall the movie was pretty well received except for the fact that you know how does he shave i want they never really did answer that that was a big marketing ploy about gillette and it was uh how does superman shave because they show you him with facial hair in one and then uh without it in the next one and they said well how does he shave does he use a gillette probably not because it's kryptonian dna and then you start getting into the mall rats kind of thing but um, it, it's one of those those funny things that that about it. It's like kind of f- come full circle here because here we are, 2018. You know, a full you know five six years down the road from when he first appeared on the scene, and we're now covering the fact that he's exiting the franchise as well. So now Ben uh, Ben Affleck, I, I look at how Batman was portrayed before him, and I was never a big fan of Christopher Nolan's Batmans. I always thought those were better vehicles for the villains than they were for showing how flawed of a human Batman was, and I really don't think we need another origin story. I like the fact that some of the movies actually had, you know, development beyond that. I think pretty much everybody at this point could give you the origin story for Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, uh, everybody else. It's like, you know what, let's just have him on the scene and have people react to how he is right now. I think that would be a little bit better off. But I think that uh, Ben Affleck was kind of done in by a lot of off-camera stuff as well. So unfortunately, as much as an old man Batman kind of uh, went, I thought he did really well. In general, I just thought he maybe tried to do the gravelly voice a little bit too hard, because that's what Christian Bale did. I thought Christian Bale, the only funny thing about it was I couldn't separate his character from American Psycho, because his character from American Psycho was more like Bruce Wayne than the Bruce Wayne from the movies. And if you put the American Psycho Bruce Wayne in there, he's Bruce Wayne kills people, but Batman doesn't. And I thought that would be kind of interesting. So, unfortunately, uh... 
<laughs> these two actors are out. There is no plans in the future to actually recast these roles. So that means there's not a Justice League movie on the horizon, but they're still having the solo Aquaman one, which I actually think is really cool. Uh, that one actually, yeah, believe it or not, somebody just said Aquaman is really cool because I think having him as a Pacific Islander is so much better than having him as just some like stringy white dude. Um, and I always loved Aquaman growing up. I thought he was a pretty cool character. I, th- you know, he was, you know, how you always look for that representation amongst your uh, yourself. Well, uh, when everybody else was tall, dark, and brooding, or handsome, or whatever else, and I had blonde hair and blue eyes, I was like, well, there's there's only you know a handful of characters at that point who were uh, blonde haired and blue eyed. <laughs> For me to for me to eyeball and say, hey, that that that's a really cool guy. So you know, it was Aquaman and uh, Green Arrow. So it, 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 I'm in my uh, time to shine right now. Both of them currently have things in production, but you know, I I love the way that they've gone with Aquaman. I love the uh, I love that there's a lot of uh, buzz around. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984, although I'm not sure how the whole prequel thing's going to work out. Uh, I'm just unsure in general about the DC Universe. I don't know if they're going to do anything with Cyborg, which I think is a huge missed opportunity, because I think a movie with Cyborg would actually be pre- pretty awesome. And I don't know that I necessarily like the the casting for The Flash, but I honestly didn't see that much of them. So, I mean, that's neither here nor there, so I just thought I'd share it with the group. Uh, hopefully, if you have comments, feedback, suggestions, please feel free to send an email to caffeination at gmail.com or any of the other channels that we currently have. All right, moving right along, Geeky Gadgets, Pokemon Let's Go Limited Edition Switch Console. Pre-orders are opening soon. This one's actually from my wife. She said, hey, are you going to talk about this? And then she showed it to me because then we both looked over at my son directly. This is going to be a relatively expensive version of the Pokemon or of the uh, Nintendo Switch. So it's going to have uh, po- Pikachu and Eevee on the one side and the other. Uh, two Wiimote controllers, one on each side, sliding into them. Uh, yellow and kind of a brownish mustard yellow controller, and it's going to come in around four hundred dollars. So it's it also includes a pre-installed version of a Pokemon game and a Pokemon uh, Pokeball Plus controller, which I don't know entirely what that is. So anytime you have a branded version of something, you end up paying a little bit more. Uh, this is a lot a bit more, so we'll see. Uh, the the <laughs> The pre-orders are starting uh, well ahead of the time when it's actually going to debut. It's going to debut on November 16th, 2018. So you can uh, get your pre-orders in now at your retailer of choice. All right, moving right along. Now, even though the uh, Star Wars Solo uh, movie didn't do that well, there still was some interesting uh, merch that was let out. One of the bits of interesting merchandise that was... uh, (laughs) Uh, put out there was a mirror of the Millennium Falcon, or Falcon, depending on how you feel like saying it. Uh, I thought it's a fun little accent mirror. Uh, it has the shape of the Millennium Falcon looking straight down at it, and then there's a smiling picture of a guy in the middle of it. No word yet on whether or not the smiling picture of a guy comes with it, or if you actually have to use your own reflection, because if I have to use my own reflection, I think I'd be a little bit less likely to buy it. But your mileage may vary on that one. All right, now we have the next little thing here is an Airbnb decades in the making. Now, this is an entire Airbnb dripping with 80s culture. <laughs> it has the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video game, the con- the um, 
the arcade game, not just the uh, the console. It has a Nintendo Entertainment System. It has pastels. It has the word red on the wall. It has pretty much everything you would imagine from a pop culture icon kind of standpoint, and it's in Dallas, Texas. So it, the decorations are spot on. There's uh, Marty McFly's hoverboard, a Lander, Lamborghini Countach poster. There's a payphone on the one side, and... Uh, Top it off, there's a cereal buffet with 80s boxes that you can enjoy in the dining area, reminiscent of Max and Saved by the Bell. So, uh, yeah, it's only $79 a night. That's actually not that bad, considering what you get. And it's in Dallas, Texas, so if you have reason to go to Dallas, Texas, and you happen to like the 80s, then you can head out over there and check out that. That is from HighConsumption.com, specifically talking about an Airbnb listing. All right, now the next little thing uh, we have for you here is bless from bless this stuff. There is a tent called <laughs> called uh, shift pods, and what it looks like is a giant octagonal surface tent that has shiny walls. They're heat reflecting walls. It was specifically designed for people that are, go into situations like Burning Man. Now, Burning Man is this massive art festival that happens out in the desert, and at one point in time in my life, maybe I'll get to go out there, but it's it's always one of those things where I think it's so far out of my price range to travel there, and it's so far out of the experience realm that I currently live in that I don't think it'll ever really happen. So I, I sit there, and part of me is a little jealous that I don't get to go to those kind of things, but part of me is a little bit... Uh, kind of happy that I don't get to go to those things because I'm really not that social of a creature that I would go to Burning Man and meet all kinds of crazy new people. I would probably go to Burning Man and stay in this shiny tent. But at the same point, I don't have $1,200 for a tent. I would probably take a regular tent and coat some outside, the outside with some tinfoil. That's just me. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to share this because it's apparently a modular tent system and, uh, it was, uh, all the rage at Burning Man. So since it was all the rage at Burning Man, I thought the listeners of the Fine Caffeination podcast would probably be interested in it. All right. And the last little thing that we got for you today in the Geek Cruft section at the Caffeination podcast is you can teach your kids to cook with tech. No more pesky interaction needed. And for now, for only thirty nine ninety nine, you too can play with the 4D chef. Professor Maxwell's 4D Kitchen discovers the science behind food with 18 interactive recipes that come alive with augmented reality. So there's a visor that goes over that allows you to interact with things. It's expected to release October 1st, 2018. You know what? At a certain point in time, I'm like, yes, this is really cool that you're teaching kids about macronutrients. You're teaching kids about all the, the science that goes into baking and things like that. But at the same point in time... I don't want a kid learning knife skills from augmented reality. I'd rather he nicks his fingertip, maybe, and says, oh, you know what, that hurt. Maybe I shouldn't done do that again. It's kind of like when, when you see somebody trying to play with a little bit of a, a flame on a candle. You could warn them a couple times, but the, you know, after the third or fourth time warning them, you might just want to let them get burned. Uh, the same thing kind of goes for cooking. I'd rather the food taste horrible uh, than have <laughs> the digital food not be there at all. Um, I also would love to be able to spend time with my kids to do that. That's one of the, the things that I kind of wish that my kids were a little bit more into. They're not really into cooking right now. My daughter, you know, every once in a while she will. My son has almost no interest 
in cooking, but, but uh, every once in a while, if it's time for mac and cheese or spaghetti, he's on point. He can make sure that the noodles actually go and do what noodles done do. Uh, my daughter, you know, she's a little bit more into other things. Uh, the only other thing outside of noodles <laughs> that my son is really into is dumplings. So uh, when we make dumplings in the house, you know, like the the <laughs> the, the dough dumplings uh, with no filling or anything like that, uh, he loves doing that. So I always, you know, when we're doing that, I always uh, break out a recipe and let him try that on his own. So it's kind of fun to see him play around with that. But there's not this this uh, thirst for knowledge when it comes to cooking. So maybe we should stop cooking for a week or two and see if the kids will start picking up the slack. Maybe then it'll help out. But hey, you know, thirty nine ninety nine, and uh, you too can get uh, eighteen interactive recipes, and <laughs> maybe your kid can uh, roll out a pizza on his own <laughs> in the four D chef. So while I think it's neat, and I you know it's always easier to kind of down talk things. Um, I don't know enough about it to say that it's a completely ridiculous idea, but I think that having the interactive 4D element to it is is what makes it a little bit more on the ridiculous side for me. I don't know about anybody else. All right. Now, the next little thing, we have flavor of the months or flavor of the day. Yes, uh, so there's a lot of weird stuff happening right now. There's an ice cream shop that now sells black goth waffle cones. It is a charcoal-flavored ice cream. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, if you are in Hong Kong, then you can get lilac-flavored McDonald's ice cream soft serve in an Oreo cone. Now that sounds interesting. I'm all about the Oreo cone. That would be that would you know really put, kind of put it over the top. But the last thing. Not ice cream, but it really kind of goes a little bit farther. And this reminds me a lot of the green ketchup fad that was a couple years ago. But again, in Southeast Asia, but in Bangkok, Thailand, the cheese zuka is available. This is a sweet potato fry and sweet potato made and flavored cheese sauce that goes on top of it. So it's a cone of fries. Now the fries are available in barbecue, pizza, cheese, spicy, or sour cream flavored. And they are then doused with a purple cheese sauce. And it's the cheese zuka. So this looks phenomenal. Even though I can't eat it, I I don't know why purple looks appetizing. I know green would not look appetizing, and I you know it, I could definitely see the uh, <laughs> the wheels turning in the uh, if this thing takes off. I could definitely see the wheels turning in in the uh, ad campaigns and companies over here in the U.S. Hey, wonder what colors we could get away with. Maybe we could have blue cheese and stuff like that, and actually flavor it blue. <laughs> So uh, it, it's, it's yep, your eyes are not deceiving you. If you head on over to designtaxi.com, you too can see the cheese zuka. So, all right. Now the last or the next little thing that we got for you here, how would you like a potato-based fried potato holder? Yes, you heard that correctly. Well, when somebody makes french fries or mashed potatoes or something like that, or when large corporations make french fries or mashed potatoes or stuff like that, more often than not, the potatoes themselves are peeled. And then those peelings are actually just considered organic waste. So there was a design contest where somebody actually came up with the idea of using the peelings to actually make something a little bit more appealing. They're dried, the fibers from them are then formed into cone shapes, and then you take the fried potatoes and you put it into the cone. Now, 
Now, I don't know if the cone in and of itself is edible. I don't know if this has ever actually been done beyond a proof of, proof of concept. But uh, it is biodegradable, and uh, there you go. Uh, I kind of think that that's really impressive. I don't know about the amount of money or anything else it would save, but I really like the idea of kind of taking the the little odds and ends and making something to hold the rest of the uh, thing there. So this is from yankodesign.com. All right, now this is one I'm going to butcher. (laughs) And it's okay because it's a personal chef's website. But at seafoolies.ca, uh, uh, now this is a personal chef from Canada. He has a series of pickled vegetables that are available. Now, the one that caught my eye and that I actually saw on one of, a lot of the different design trend websites was actually fermented hot sauce with hibiscus. Now, so this is the second flour-based uh, concoction that we've seen today so i'm really kind of interested to see i don't unfortunately there's no way to actually order this stuff but it's one of those things where i just had to show the group Uh, i am a huge fan of hot sauces in general i love them Uh, i especially like the ones that don't just burn your face off although i do enjoy a good kick in the rear end from a hot sauce every now and then Uh, i i do like spicier than normal foods but uh i've never had one that's flavored with hibiscus i've had hibiscus tea but never a hot sauce flavored with it it reminds me a little bit of something we uh, talked about a while ago on the caffeination podcast we might have to bring it back called toad sweat toad sweat is a dessert hot sauce it's actually a sugar-based hot sauce like lemon and uh and pepper and things like that so there was a vanilla lemon sauce that you poured over a uh over your ice cream and then as you ate it you ended up sweating because it was actually very 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 spicy now you would think that spicy doesn't always go with dessert but it kind of did in that case so uh (laughs) just sharing with the group here all right speaking of sharing with your friends the waffle house food truck will bring you waffles anytime anywhere well at least if you're based in georgia then it might actually be economically feasible but yes that is correct there is a food truck that is based on these the uh southern web or the uh southern staple of a waffle house they're just starting to avail to avail themselves in uh, the north here i know that they're out, out west a little bit more but um so they have a catering website where you too can book this. There's a one-time rental fee of $90 and then $50 per hour based on the mileage to and from your event location, including setup time. There's also an additional 10% for paper products, including dinnerware, flatware, cups, and napkins. Whew. So if you're also outside of Georgia, there's a long-distance travel may include lodging fees. So unfortunately, there's a whole bunch of people that they actually shared in the article that love this truck. And I would love to try it. I don't know about you, but I like waffles and I like food trucks. Now, one of the best parts about working on a college campus is that there are tons. And when I say tons, I'm saying in, in excess of 50 or 60 food trucks that are on you know, our small college campus. And they're food from absolutely everything you can imagine. We have the burger tank right next to the creperie. So you can get uh, savory and sweet crepes. And then you can go over and get uh, tacos from a Vietnamese place. <laughs> and you can go uh, two, two blocks down and get bubble tea. And there's just everything... 
that you can possibly imagine from homemade ramen by a little old uh, grandmother to the chop chop truck and then there's chicken heaven the big sexy green truck they have all these different (laughs) trucks that are all over campus so when i see a waffle house food truck the only thing i think of is if they had this on campus i'm pretty sure there would be a line so uh, i just wanted to share with the group now speaking of sweet and spicy for dessert Oreo is debuting hot chicken wing flavor and wasabi flavors (laughs) for Daredevils. Unfortunately, the new flavors are only available in China, which could either be bad news or very, very good news. Uh, I personally think this is bad news because I would love to try what would be a really off-the-wall kind of flavor combination. So I don't know about everybody else out there, but uh, I just wanted to share it with the group. Thought it was pretty cool. Again, this is from over at designtaxi.com. And then that about wraps it up for the food and caffeinated bits section. The last little bit we have for you today, our final thought, is thank you, Northern Alabama. Yes, the folks in Northern Alabama have spoken, and they're new minor league baseball team is called the Trash Pandas. Now, if you are unaware of what the Trash Pandas are, Trash Pandas are a nickname the internet gave to raccoons, made famous in the the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie when <laughs> the uh, when they called Rocket Raccoon the Trash Panda. Uh, this is Raccoon City Trash Pandas. So now you can see where they get their name. Uh, the video of them and then and the people standing around chanting is just phenomenal. So I, for one, welcome our new Trash Panda overlords, and I cannot wait to see what their logos and merchandise look like. Uh, had to stifle a laugh there, but uh, there's a bunch of people who are dr- jumping around in panda costumes, and then you had a bunch of people in the much more appropriate raccoon-style uh, things because they're Trash Pandas. They're not Panda Pandas. China might get upset. You don't want to upset China. All right, <laughs> that about wraps it up here today for the uh, the Caffeination Podcast. Hopefully you are uh, ha- had a good time listening to this episode number 547, The Purple Cheese and the Trash Panda. That just sounds like a really cool like punk band. I don't know about you. But, all right, that's about it. If you head on over to www.caffination.com, you can find this or any of its episodic brethren. If you are going to leave a phone call with comments, feedback, suggestions, then you can do so at 215-240-1319. If you are going to tweet at me, you need to tweet at caffeination we have a facebook fan page and all other manner of social media is currently listed over at the caffeination homepage. so thank you for listening and stay caffeinated people